Hey. We're live now. Did you mean to do that? That sounded like an accident. <laughs> it did, it did. All right, well, we're live, whether we like it or not now. Welcome to Burnham Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Burnham. I don't know if we've done that part yet. We never talked about a uh, an intro. We mentioned that last night, and then we never hammered out how we were going to do it. This was the experimentation of, of live live TV. Do we call it live TV? I don't know. Live streaming, for live sure. Live streaming. Okay. Yep. So we're, we're doing this live. And uh, you guys are going to see our experimentation, trial and error, play out in real time. Um, but here we are nonetheless. I've got to, well, this is groundbreaking stuff. Not only are we live, we have two guests on tonight. If you go way back with the podcast, you've heard these guys before. Maybe you've never seen them, but uh, you might be familiar with their voices. Uh, one of them was on very recently, Mr. Andrew Denman. Uh, you were on, what, four or five episodes back? I think so. And then you'd been on a couple of times before that. Well, it was one. We recorded one podcast, and then you split it. Yeah, you split it, right. Yeah. So tell us who you are. I'm Andrew Denman. I'm a paramedic. I'm a father and a husband, and I believe in Jesus Christ. There you go. I've also got Mr. Chris Pyle. That's me. That's me. That's Chris's grand intro. Yeah. Is the camera weirding you out? No, nah, not really. Okay. No, the screen is weirding me out because it's a little Seeing laggy. yourself? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lag. We're watching ourselves on this monitor right now, and there's a little bit of a lag. Seeing what I did 30 seconds ago. Yeah, so you can like move real <laughs> yeah. fast. And it pops up. <laughs> but we're here tonight, and I gathered this crack crew of conversationalists because I knew these guys could go with the flow. That's of, the plan of whatever happened. Um, so I'm going to throw you guys, at least Andrew. We're going to throw you under the bus right off the bat. Okay. You can pass your own boo boos because you're a paramedic. We were talking off air 30 seconds ago about the C word. Yeah, the C word. What's the C word? Man, the C word is Christian. Okay. And you don't um, like being called I, a Christian? I don't Christian. like being called a Christian. Um, not that I mind being like Jesus, because that's, that's what we should all strive for. Right. As men of God. But throughout the New Testament, the word Christian or in that time frame was used as a derogatory term by people who weren't believers. Um, you, you, you find... Folks who were of the way, right. they, they would call themselves believers. The, 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 way, they, they the way, yeah. yeah. So I think that that being faithful, or being a, the faithful, or being a believer, uh, or being the word that Jesus used was a disciple. Right. So I want to be a disciple of Jesus, um, or, or I'll say that I'm a believer. That makes sense. It does. It does. But the, I mean, if I want to be like Jesus, I want to use the word to describe myself that He used. Right. To describe. But the word Christian. Literally means Christ. Little Christ, yeah. yeah. I know. Okay. I'm not saying it's a bad word. I just don't like it to describe you. myself. I don't like being called a Calvinist, but it happens. I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits. Yeah, and it does on but all five points. I've seen you post about it, people that don't like the word religion. Like, right. Uh, yeah, it's kind of, kind of the instrument. same thing. It's, no, I don't have religion. I have a relationship with Jesus. Oh, that's so cheesy. Like, that's the, that's religion, dude. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and the the Bible defines it. Like, pure and undefiled religion is this, that we care for orphans and widows. and you know. But, yeah, the, the whole relationship, not a religion. Yeah. I don't know. Did you read the post, or did you just see the headline? I just see it here yeah, and there. Everybody just reads the headlines. Okay? No, I read the you, – you read a, a – wrote an article, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, read I, just, that, I don't I mean read to interrupt, but I kind of feel like Ricky Bobby right now. I, I don't know hands. my hands. <laughs> this is, it, it mm. takes a while. Like, it's hard enough to sit down and record. Like, we talked about talking into a microphone in a room all by yourself. It's super yeah. weird. 
it's easier when you have another person. But then you get the, the element of the camera and knowing that people, millions of people are going to see this. Oh, that's fantastic. When you think about yeah, dozens of people are going to see this is what it really amounts to. But you get, you get used to the, I don't know if you ever get used to the sound of your own voice. I'm not sure if that's worse than seeing yourself. Because this is the first time I've had a monitor here where I can see myself. I always watch my episodes. Right. But we're watching it kind of in real time now. It's odd. But, it uh, is strange to go back and listen to an episode, a conversation that you and I have had, because the voice that I hear in my head is very different than the voice the microphone picks up. Yeah, so the yeah. The pitch is different, and the cadence seems different to me. Right. I always get very irritated because I'm like, I should have said this. I think about all right. the things oh, that I wanted to say yeah. and didn't say. I'm like, we could film a whole other episode. We could film a whole other episode on the things I thought to say after we got done recording. That's true. I always come up with like easily an hour worth of content as soon as we like cut it. Yeah. Man, I should have said these 29 things, but uh, we don't. It's how our brain works. We sat here for a half hour before the cameras and all that was working, yeah. having some really, really good, good conversations. Right. And then as soon as you cut the camera on, the cut, we're like, oh, oh, I don't know what to talk about up, now. We, we got the uh, so, uh, the Christian thing out of the way. What now do you guys want scratching. to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> so I, well, let's, here, we'll throw a hot button subject out. And yeah. I don't know how up to speed you guys are on this. Chick-fil-A. Here we go. They have great chicken. Man, they have great chicken. They have the best service. They, they, yeah, they do. just hired a director of, what is it called? Equity and Inclusion. So, I haven't been following this. I, I heard it, but yeah. I haven't been following it. Okay. I think it's you're going to start seeing that job pop up everywhere. I don't think yeah, there's a whole lot yeah. we can do about it. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. I've been going to Chick-fil-A for as long as there's been one in Rome, Georgia, mm-hmm. which is easily 20-something years, 25 years. I've seen yeah. people of every race and religion and uh, men and women because there's only two genders. Just because so, there's just, two, just right? Two, right? There we go. We're off of YouTube so, now. Demonetized. We made it five uh, minutes. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. Just on the truth. Just the two. I got you. Um, but they don't. They don't need that person. They don't need that job. Well, that's because my they, they automatic. They are already doing that. Right. They don't discriminate that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um. If you want to buy a chicken sandwich from them, they'll sell it to you. Yeah, yeah. And if you want to sell chicken sandwiches, they'll let you do that too. Right. So. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm with. I was kind of with you. It just it didn't make sense to me that. Well, for me, it's there's way more positions in the corporate world that is useless than that one too. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, anybody that's worked for a big, large corporate company, you yeah. kind of find out that the further to the top you get, which is the higher salaries and the easier jobs, right. you need less of those people. But yeah, somehow there's a whole office full of them yeah, in there, yeah, yeah. and they all get to sit on their tail every day. And, and they think that. they're really important for the most part. Yeah, they think they're, they're the bee's knees. You know, yeah. without me, the company would go to shambles and yeah. they have no idea about what's really going on out on the floor or out in the field or whatever never so corporate, corporate yeah corporate america is is it's sickening it is it's very sickening so you guys think this is just the way that it's going and i'm afraid that it is yeah um I, I don't know you know we the america that we grew up in i don't think will ever exist again no, for yeah. sure it's not going it's to. The, the America we thought we were going to have when we were kids, thinking right. about how the world was going to be yeah. when we grew up, yeah. that world's never going to exist. Right. And it sucks. It sucks pretty bad because, I mean, it, it's going 
completely in the other direction. And it seems like it came out of nowhere. It really didn't. It right. really didn't. No, this has been a, it's been a snowball. Yeah, we like to act like it's coming out of nowhere on the world's just going to shambles all really, really quick. I'm like, no, if you'd have been paying attention, it's been pretty bad for a long time. <laughs> or if you'd read <laughs> no. the book. You, know, you can read the, the end of the book, and it pretty much tells us uh, yeah. what we're going to run into. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse till he comes back. And all yeah. of a sudden, it gets even worse after that. Yeah, it's like these people that try to pray Armageddon out of happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. There's people that will pray and think they can hasten the second coming, and then people that think they can pray and extend the time that we have here, and we could just go with God's plan, right? And then that's better than anything we could think Do of. Do the anyway. best we can until yeah, he gets back. Yeah. And and yeah, I'm a fan of that that option. I saw somebody brought to my attention earlier today. There was a book. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was uh, 88 Reasons Jesus is Coming Back in 1988. I do it, remember that book. It went into the bargain bin on July <clears throat> 1 or January 1, 1989. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, no man knows the day, right? So That's can, what it says. We can point to things and go, well, that's what part of the, in the Bible. And like, I always tell people, America's not in the Bible. Like, it just isn't. And the president's not, and this person's not. Um, so we can look at, at the story of, say, based on what's going on here, we can tell how far the end is. Well, like, we can't. People 2,000 years ago thought they were at the end, too. But Most of the time the when people get very convinced they have it figured out, it's a cult. What? Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's always this guy, so I got it figured out, and then yeah, it don't happen, yeah. and here, he drink this to fool him again. You yeah. Know, yeah, you know, there's that guy. Well, and those guys all die rich, too, right? Yeah. It's like, if you got it all figured out, I'll come to your church. And, and you know what? In, in my church, to keep things going, you got to put money in the plate. That's right. And uh, the more people I get, the more money we get. And then, you know, if this thing if this thing pops off and ends tomorrow, why don't you guys go ahead and bring your bass boat over to my house? Right. And I'll watch it for you. And then if things don't go, then you'll never see me again. But, yeah. Let's... Maybe we should be more like Noah. How so? Okay. I mean, I so, think I see where you're going. But... So what was Noah doing the whole time the world was falling apart around him? Noah was the first prepper, right? Well, no, well, he was the first prepper, yeah. which is awesome that you brought that up. <laughs> but he was working, man. Yeah. He was doing what yeah. God told him to do. Yeah. He was building the ark to prepare for the flood. Right. Because God said, hey, Noah, a flood's coming, and I need you to build this boat to be ready for it. Right. So Noah's like, all right, God, I'll build the boat. I think it's crazy, but I'll build the boat. I mean, yeah, I would like to think that I wouldn't have thought it was crazy. But I think I'd have thought it was crazy. I'm pretty sure you would have thought yeah. it, just like I would think it's crazy. Right. You know? yeah, well, I think when we read the Bible, we think it happens like so quick. You know what I mean? It's like, right. well, he built this boat. It took a, it long, took a long time to build a boat. Thinking time. So this dude years. became probably local folk, folklore Talk of some, sure. some crazy guy that's building this huge. You see the out there building the boat? It's the size of like three Walmarts right. out there in the middle of the field, yeah. and he's building this in boat the of a field. by himself yeah, or however yeah. he did it, you know. And uh, I think he his got son's it done. Had to, yeah. And at the end, they're all like, "Let me ride on the boat." He's like, "Nope, no, oh, man." Uh, but yeah, not but happening. To your point, though, I I think that the right idea is to work and let's just do, it, do what we got. Noah wasn't judging anybody. Yeah. No, he was just, look, God gave me this plan. He said, build the boat like this. I'm going to yeah. build the boat like that. And he was just doing his thing, doing what God told him to. Yeah. But it's, it's I think people throw their hands up and they go, and I, it gets on my nerves. You see it on social media. When something happens, everybody goes prophecy and biblical. And they're like, well, that's the end. Like, let's throw our hands up and just ride it out. Well, like, 
No, that's not what we're supposed to do at all. Every political happens. figure nobody like or people don't like happens to be the Antichrist. Like every yeah, time, yeah, everybody's the Antichrist. You know, it was it was uh, what was it? Obama, and then it was uh, Trump. It's like whoever Obama somebody Trump, somebody was, don't like, yeah, they're the yeah, Antichrist. They throw that out there pretty quick. You know, yeah, everybody's the Antichrist. Everybody, everybody don't like Hitler and Mussolini. Kind of were evil. I mean, they incarnate. were, but there's a guy that lives in the other Rome. Who's actually the Antichrist, and we don't want to talk about that. Do you wear a pointy hat? He wears a pointy hat. Gotcha. <laughs> you want the, the Pope guy? What? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you had to point to somebody and say that's him, like, that's it. That's We got a false gospel going on. I, am I remembering this correctly? It says, you know, he'll deceive many people. Yeah. Well, I'm, the Pope ain't fooling me. So rather, I'm yeah, some highly enlightened. I'm, I'm rather some highly enlightened individual, which I'm very doubtful. Well, or I, I don't know. I just feel like I just feel like the true Antichrist is going to be a little more uh, wily. Here's one for you, oh, wily. They've been setting this thing up for thousands of years. Yeah. Though. Here's one for you when you think about whether or not you're enlightened or not, or how wise or discerning we might be. It ain't us. Right, I don't know anything. I'm not it's discerning at all. But the it's the Holy, Holy Spirit yeah. working in us that you have. Yeah, and He doesn't. So surprise, you know more than He does. Yeah, but it's yeah. not because you, you know, whatever. You're not like special. You just have the Holy Spirit working in you. And I don't know. I feel pretty special. You. Jesus died on the cross for me. I mean, it's yeah. a special thing. It, you know, it he didn't. You know, not, not everybody understands that. But uh, but yeah, put that on and walk around in it for a little while. You're enlightened. Congratulations. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> I am now a part of something. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's neat to think about that way. And when you – I've, I've discovered when I preach, and I know when I'm, like, really in tune, and I've studied and I've prayed, and I'm on top of what I'm supposed to be saying because something comes out of my mouth that I didn't think of. And it's like I'm standing – I don't want to say it's an out-of-body experience, but I feel like I'm standing beside myself listening to myself talk and I think man that was good like, that's not in my notes anywhere I didn't right. think of that but I guess though, that's the Holy Spirit moving and, and inspiring us to do and say things well my pastor often asks us to pray for him as he's preparing for sermon sure and one of the lines one of the things he says is ask God to move me out of the way so that you can hear the message that he's got for you right and literally that's what you're experiencing is God moving you out of the way yeah. so that you can say what he's got for somebody to hear right and it might not, like you said, you didn't prepare that. Yeah. But but he needed you to say that for somebody. Now you guys go to the same church, right? Mm-hmm. You not I don't think we do anymore. I thought you did. Why do I think you went to West Rome? No, I don't know. You I used to go to West Rome. Maybe that's what it was. That's where I knew him from. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. where I started my journey at. Was West Rome, XL, all that stuff. XL. Had some good times at XL. Was, yeah. Did you go to XL yeah. too? Yeah. I went just a that handful of times. I wonder, where's Jared Roberts at? We got to talk. He's at West Rome. He just had surgery. Did he? I don't want to tell all his business, but yeah, he had surgery today. Okay. He lives next door to my in-laws. He does. So I see him yep. periodically out in the, he's got the best yard. He is. Jared has the He's for serious about that yard. He really, he's out there all the time. I got him not too long ago. He's outside doing whatever. It's a Sunday afternoon. We went over to see the in-laws, take the kids over there. And I said, hey man, pastor, is your ox in a ditch? And he was like, it will be tomorrow <laughs> if I don't get this done today. <laughs> so, okay, we'll let it slide. 
I still didn't offer to help or anything, but he was out there, you know, doing what well, he Well, then you would have been violating the Sabbath. Right, yeah. We, I wasn't going down with him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to have Jared on a couple of weeks ago, and it didn't work out, but I need to, I need to get him on. I think yeah. he'd be a pretty fantastic he's a, he's a He's a good teacher, so yeah, I'm sure you have yeah. a good time with him. He's a good – he went out of his way to take care of us when, when we lost Joseph and opened the church up first to yep. have our funeral there and all that good stuff. And Yeah, oh, Jared's a great guy. So, I'm trying to put you on the spot here. You don't go to West Rome. Mm-hmm. Are you still going to Joey's church? church yeah, I was. I haven't been in the last couple of weeks. I, got you. I just had a brain fart. I knew where you had been going to church and pretty consistently, and I didn't want to be like, so where are you going to church? And you'd be like, well, I don't go to church. But So, you, it's Church at Rome is the name I was trying to think of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they just moved. Yeah. And, uh, all this started happening when I changed jobs and she changed jobs and things. Mm-hmm. So we really haven't been a part of that whole process right. of everything. And they just had their first service out there. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, things just hasn't lined up for it's us to go back. For them. And this weekend we'll be out of town again. So, oh, yeah. I mean. so, Joey, you heard that. I know Joey watches. So you know why Chris won't be there this week. He'll be out of town. Yeah. But the week after. I should be back. Should we'll be back. Be back. We'll be back. He'll be there. He'll be there. <laughs> I don't know. So what uh, you guys have both been on before, and uh, what uh, what did you? I don't know. We talked about a bunch of stuff. I don't remember specifically. Yours is more recent, mm-hmm. I guess, than than Chris's. But uh, we've been doing like since then. What's the what's changed for you? I got out of a truck. I was driving no truck for a while. Went yeah. back to an automotive machine shop. I'm still planning to go back to school and stuff like that. Gotcha. And so it's a good place to just lay low and make a plan. Um, but other than that, same old, same old. What are you going old. to school for? Um, I want to go for X-ray tech. Okay. That's what I want to go for. Cool. We got that here in Rome, right? Yeah. You don't have to, like, travel super far nah. to do that. Two hospitals and, you know, oh, yeah. you can... nationally known medical clinic system. Yeah, yeah. you can find yeah. a job. That'd be easy. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. I'm glad you got a, a truck. If, yeah. I mean, we're not super enjoying that. It's not good for you. It's really not good for you, especially if you're trying to lose weight and stuff. It's the worst. I drove a truck for two years, almost two years, and I gained about 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not it good for just you. soft drinks and donuts yeah. all day long. And then you just sit on it for hours and hours and hours. It was an adjustment getting out of a truck, going back to a machine shop. Yeah. I'm on my feet all Staying day long. Right. Oh yeah, the first several weeks it Low was pretty tough. Yeah, I get off work and just go home. I hurt my back and uh, had to go to the chiropractor two or three times a week there for a few weeks, mm-hmm. and it was just a big process of adjustment. You've been at the machine shop before, though. Right? Oh yeah, I, I left there about I don't know ten or eleven years ago. Yeah. I'd worked there a little bit over eight years. Our last guest was a machinist, also. Come think of it. His episode, Shane Clements, it won't be out for two more weeks, the 18th, whenever you're listening to this. If you listen to this five years from now, that won't matter. But, uh, but he were, I don't, I forget, I don't know if he even said what the name of the machine shop was. But, uh, that's what he does. He's a machinist. And you've also changed jobs, right? I changed employers. Employers, right. right. You're still in the I'm, same I'm hoping to change jobs and, and just like Chris, I've got education possibilities coming up and, yeah. and maybe some, you know, side hustle. We're going to start building on. So, I don't want to talk about the side hustle just yet. Okay. When we get the side hustle set up, then we'll come and talk about it. We were talking about side hustle just before we came on. I like that. I think it's a good idea. 
I hope so. I hope it works well. There's got to be, I didn't, and this just hit me, there's got to be some kind of biblical name for it. Without, I'm, we're going to try to drag this out of you. On Are we going to keep this all like vague? I don't know. Like, I they just, don't get to know. I'm I don't to get to know. Out. I have no idea what we're talking about either. They're just sitting down. here having a very vague conversation. Well, so, it's one of those things where, <laughs> where you don't want somebody else to find out what you're planning on doing and then snatch you. your idea out from underneath yeah, you. Yeah. You know, I know you wouldn't do that. And That's I'll true. be happy to tell you about it, Chris. I just don't Not want on air. Not fair. on air, yeah. All fair. Yeah, I got you. I got you. That's the teaser. That's yeah. what's going to get yep. them coming back for the next episode. For the next episode. Yeah. Trying to find what's out Andrew what their doing? business is going to be. Yep. So you got, but outside of your your dream job that mm-hmm. you've been doing forever and ever, and then this side hustle you're working on. You mean the job that kills me a little bit every day? But you're saving other people a little bit every day, too. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Some, some, most Keeping them alive until we get them to the hospital uh, anyway. Win some, lose some. That's terrible. Um, you, you're involved in some men's ministry. Yeah, and actually, um, this month is Men's Mental Health Month. No kidding. If you didn't know that. I had no idea. Yeah, we don't have to talk about how people steal the rainbow. But um, we, we can talk about men's mental health this month. Um, and that's one of the big things, parts of men's ministry that I, I'm, I'm a part of. Um, we had a, a friend of mine who's a, a, a physician in Carswell. He, he had a big... Uh, gathering on a Sunday before Memorial Day and, and he announced that he's going it, to it's specifically geared toward men we're going to watch Braveheart on his front yard on a big <laughs> on a big screen okay. um, but we've we've been working through this book called Wild at Heart it's by John Eldridge I've got that I've never yeah. read it dude you need to read it um, it's a really good it, it's a good story about men and the gospel and, and how we should be uh, strong and we should be maybe able to hurt somebody um, yeah. But not that's not our first line of, of right. action. Right. Um, you know, Jordan Peterson talks about that. He said, yeah. be you should, dangerous, you be controlled. Be, yes, be have it under control. Yeah. Absolutely be a monster. Um, so that's, that's what we're trying to do is get men back to being men and being leaders in our household and, yeah. and leaders in the church. And then once you start having those things put together, men start getting back in leadership positions in our communities. And, and I you know, we said early on in the, in the the stream that you know we're not ever going to get back to the America we once knew, but yeah. who knows what God will do? Well, we still got to try, right? right. We still have to it's work. Our, our responsibility we to, to do what we're. We can't just throw our hands right. Up. So we got to be Noah. Yeah. We got to we got to work at it. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of the things He's leading us. Um, I'm just really proud of what's going on. David Bryant's a friend of mine at West Strong Baptist Church, and mm-hmm. uh, he kind of is leading the, the Bible study side and the discipleship side. Right. And uh, we're, we're just doing some other, reaching outside the box, um, trying to get guys to say, hey, look, you can be, you should be dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You should be scary dangerous. Yeah. Uh, but you should also have that completely under control. Right. Or let God control it within you. You should be able right. to. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and I mean, not just like, Fighting, whatever, being dangerous, but like, we ought to be skilled too. Yes, I know how to do things. Chris, you ever worked on a car before? Yeah, a little Once bit. <laughs> I might have worked on one last week. There you go. But yeah, we're supposed to know how to do those things. Um, and but you know what we've been up against in recent history is people going, "Well, that's toxic." You know, masculinity is toxic, and and some people try to draw a line between masculinity and toxic masculinity. But then there are people that will come and just erase that line and just say that masculinity in and of itself is toxic. What's so, really toxic is for a man to not be a man, to be emasculated. That's what makes men really 
violent. Most of the people that use the term toxic masculinity are women that men don't want nothing to do with anyway. Right. And it's just a label we're going to throw out there to try to take a jab at them. You know what I mean? Well, we see a lot of a lot of families that have um, same-sex parents. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it's nothing against women. Women are not men. Right. Uh, And they're not built. They're not designed. They don't have the knowledge of what it is to be a man. Right. So it's really hard for them to teach boys how to be men. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, I, I, dude, I'm sorry if I'm going to get you unmonetized. <laughs> I'm just, I'm in the mood tonight. We got rumble. We'll be okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, but it really, boys need to watch men so they'll know what to grow into. Yeah. They need good yeah. men. Um, and, I, and I hope that uh, my son has, I know he's got good, good mentors in you and in PJ and, and guys who are leading him and Anthony yeah. Dillard, you know, bringing him along and showing him the way to be, uh, not just at home and not yeah. just at church, but in jujitsu as well. Right. So that he, he has the opportunity to, to be all the things that he needs to be. So Riley's uh, a solid dude. He's going to be okay. I think so. I'm trying really hard. He's got decent parents, you know. Well, his mom does a good job. Yeah, yeah. But then on the other side of the same coin, we're both girl dads, right? So then we got to go, well you know, be a girl. Like it's okay to be a girl too and not have to try to do both things. Yeah. Uh, I think, I feel like having, I wanted a daughter. I did not want to deal with the little boy mess. Oh man. And, uh, (laughs) but it's taught me a lot, a lot of patience. Yeah. A whole lot of patience. Girls are different, aren't they? Girls are different. (laughs) Girls are very, I wouldn't trade her for anything. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a completely different ball game. Like it's, you're not so much dealing with a dirty, rowdy little boy. You're mm-hmm. dealing with a uh, a mental grenade that could go <laughs> off at any minute if you say or do the wrong uh, thing. Right. Mine's name is Ayla. I got one of those <laughs> grenades. Bless her heart. But they're the Ayla's to the point. You know, she's 15, and I, she says her jujitsu coach tells her the same thing. So you are the weakest and the toughest person I know. Right, because she'll just beast through, like her shoulder dislocates sometimes, and she just beasts through it, right? But then there's just days when she doesn't know why she's crying. Yeah, so I completely you know? see Mel Gibson, <laughs> but with Ayla's face on him, yeah. and just slamming his shoulder back in. That's an old movie reference. But they're, they're different. Sean, how old you are. You're way older than the rest of us. But that's a, it's a different animal, though, the, the, yeah. the girl and the boy. And I've got both, so I kind of see both sides, but... And you're right. There's nothing wrong with being a girl if you're yeah, a girl. Yeah. Yeah. But we're trying to you – know, the feminism movement has tried to erase that, it seems. Like you have to be strong and, and chop wood or, you know, whatever. Do things uh, that we think of. We're gone, right? Hey, they're kicking us straight off of YouTube. I think this is where I can go Alex yeah. Jones mode, though. We could. And be <laughs> like, that's the, I feel like that's part of the plan, you know what I mean? It it's is. to demasculate – People, I mean, people are a whole lot easier to control if they can't fight back and they're not conditioned to fight back and right and uh, and, and and whatnot. And what we're seeing 
is a the absence of people having fathers is turning men into what it's turning men into now because you got a whole generation of men that's been raised by women and women are awesome i was raised by a single mom too right and there's a lot of them that do a really a lot of good jobs but there's some things you can only learn from another man yeah yeah and some of these people like i had a stepdad here and there that came in and would teach me some stuff there's some of these kids growing up that never had a male in the house right right you know, other than whatever was in and out with mama doing whatever mama was doing. Yeah. And that just messes them up even mm-hmm. more. So now we got a bunch of men that don't know anything about being men. Yeah. You've seen the little funny memes of the guy sitting in the car while his girlfriend's pumping gas. Like, that's normal. That's right. okay. Yeah. No, it's not okay. I don't, I don't let my wife <laughs> pump gas if we're together. You right. Know I mean? Now, like, I'm going to complain I, about her not having pumped gas yeah. before I got in the car. Yeah, but I'm going to pump the <laughs> gas. But I'm going to get out and pump the gas. Yeah. Yeah. Station. yeah, yeah. And there's no, you know, the, the masculine, masculinity, you know, it is, it's kind of a thing of the past now. Seems that way, What's going to happen in 20 years when there's nobody to pave uh, the roads? I'm going to tell you what's happening. Anymore. It's yeah. a cycle. Hard times make hard men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hard men make easy times, and easy times make hard, soft men. Yeah. yeah. So Me soft men make hard, hard times. So it, it'll come back around. <sighs> Masculinity will. It's just going it, to. See, it, here's, the, here's the, the downside, though, is that by the time these things come back around, we'll all be old. Right? No, I'm already old. Did yeah. you, did you no, no, that? I'm just saying. So I feel we'll, like we'll be gone before masculinity comes back. I, well, I know that's what I mean. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to get harder as we get older, right? I wish look, that easy times were when I was 80 well, and not when, when I'm like, young. we're going to be old. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's not, the, the times aren't building us anymore. We're already right, who we are. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just deal with the times. But I think it's whoever's maturing in the current times, they're the ones that's being molded. I don't want to be in the nursing home. When it's the hardest of hard times and the softest of softest people, you know, I don't want somebody to take care of me. But you I know, what's going to happen? Though. I'm sure it's what's going to happen. It's, Wait, um, you're planning on going to a nursing home? I mean, I'm going to wear this thing out. It may not be up to me at the end of the day. You know, I'm right. 41 years older than my youngest kid, so you know, who knows? You did that to yourself. I did. I did. It's all my fault. But uh, he was, yeah. I love you, but yeah. No, yeah. I know, I know. I did it to myself. I have only myself to blame. Thanks for pointing that out again. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, it's I, I waited. I, I didn't have you know, I got married when I was 33, and Ayla was four when I got her. Um, so like I missed out on the first three and a half years of her life altogether. Uh, but then. I didn't have – we had Joseph when I was 34, and then I was 41 when I had Flint, and 43 when I had uh, – man, I'm 43 years older than my youngest son. Um, but I say all that to say I wasn't ready before that. Neither was I. You know, we had, like I, just, right. I wasn't. We had Riley when I was 33 or 4, about yeah. that same time. Yeah. And I'm just a year older than you are, you know. Yeah. Just, so. I just – I didn't get married. and I wasn't ready one minute sooner to get married right? before 33, and I wasn't ready one minute sooner to be a dad. Um, and then of multiple kids, I, I guess I wasn't ready until even later. Now, it's harder. It's way oh, harder yeah. at 43 than it was at 33, and they get up in the middle of the night, and our youngest was up, I don't know, between three and five, not like off and on. Like we were up from three to five this morning. Hmm. So, you know, it gets old when you, you know, it gets, gets old, it gets hard when you get old. 
it gets old too. That's why I don't <laughs> understand how people have multiple kids. Like, yeah. God bless you, man. I'm happy you're happy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I had we had Giada, and that yeah. first year was something else. Getting out of the bed, all at work, yeah, twelve hour yeah. shifts, off mm-hmm. two hours of sleep, uh, not two hours of sprinkled throughout. The right, night. not two consecutive hours. And I just can't see getting at the end of that and going. You know uh, what? I want to do this. Couple well, more it wasn't. Times planned it wasn't <laughs> there are no accidents they were surprises but uh yeah happy accident happy accident bob ross baby. yeah we'll call it a bob, bob ross, ross baby yeah <laughs> but no it was it was not planned but it was i wouldn't trade it for anything obviously but uh it's harder when you get older i wouldn't trade it for anything either yeah but at the end of that year i was like this ain't happening never no, again shut that down <laughs> i'm shutting this down so you're now. let's see you're a couple years younger than me how is yada's 10 yeah i'm 43 okay so yeah i got you 33 mid 30 i always tell people wait till you're ready to have kids mm-hmm. be ready before you're 40 <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> there are a couple of guys i went to high school with who have they had had kids between 40 and 42 yeah and the the they're going to be old teaching their kids to drive. Oh, man. You know, 60s. Yeah. 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 It's going to be me. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. You could be Al Pacino at 84 years old getting his girlfriend pregnant. That ain't going to happen to me. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not going to have a girlfriend at 84. It's not, I'm not going to have a girlfriend at 84. That's how we're going to avoid that. Because um, Jessica will kill me if keep I'm not already gone by that. Yeah. Just hang on to the one. Uh, I can't even imagine. 84. What do you do? I mean, I guess if you're Al Pacino, you pay people. How old did right? you say she was? He's 84. And how old she's the girlfriend? How old? I do not know how young his girlfriend I feel like <laughs> you're going to give me some kind of crazy low number. Probably. Where you at on that, Tango? See, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean it's young. a curiosity at this point. I'm not sure if it's fruitful or not, but let's and find it's, out. It's not, it's not fruitful because we, we're going to judge him if we, if we go there. I That's mean, totally what I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on him to go ahead and judge him. <laughs> I just want to judge Al Pacino. Oh because man, she, she's twenty nine. See, I was judgment needed. Yeah, yeah. Hey, use your judgment. There. But she's a grown woman. Hey, oh yes, yeah, she's you know, grown. She it's she's so gross. Is. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> it, it's, it's, Al it's completely within their rights to live how they want to live. That's cool. That's I their just, business. America still gross. Right for the. I mean, just for the energy level, though. Like, what are we talking? What about? do they talk about? Uh, he what, was born during. What do you have in common? And she was born during spring you, break. They weren't talking. They weren't talking. Well, I mean, they had to have a conversation at some point. That pregnancy conversation. I mean, I guess so. I don't know. This is, I guess, a lesson in discretion or discernment or or indiscretion, as it were. Man, listen, just the one wife, like that's it. It's what you need. Yeah, for sure. Just go with that. Find the right one. It's not always how it goes, but, uh, man. Let me retract that. It's actually 55. His previous girlfriend was 29. Okay. Wait, so. He got a 55? The pregnant one is 55? Yes. Wow. That's and he's 80-something. 83. That kid's probably going to have to. I don't want I don't wish ill on nobody, but they might have some issues there. They might. It gets tougher as you get older. Like, with, you know, defects. And we still call them defects. Maybe I shouldn't say that. I don't know what the PC term is. I don't know either. Is. What do you – wow. I mean, I don't know. We we talk about that. And, of course, Sarah was just as old as Abraham. They were 100 years old. I don't think it's the same 
No, he's a different calendar. You know, he's a different calendar. A different calendar. Oh man, yeah. I'm just saying, maybe they weren't 110 like years old, like we count years today, but still they were old. But I don't think it's anything like Al Pacino. That's whew, that's trouble. I can't imagine. I mean, that's, he's twice as old as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm out. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm, yeah. I'm going to opt out and not have any more kids in my 80s. I'm just going to go ahead and pass on that. If I have, Maybe I'm rich I mean, by I'm, then, and I'll leave money to some young people who can raise their own kids. So you, but, uh, you have more kids than my one. Yeah. And, and Chris is one. Chris only wanted. I have a one. stepdaughter. But okay. Yeah. I wanted more, and God didn't bless us with more. Yeah. Um, you know. But uh, I've got three siblings, and they're all raging liberals, and none of them talk to me. So, so no danger in them watching no, this? No danger, but I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, they might. They might. Thanks and then, uh, you know, I, I've got a sister who's a year and a half younger than me, and I haven't talked to her in a decade or more. Mm. Um, just because she, you know, she asked me to do some things that, that went against what I believe in, and I wouldn't do them. And now she won't talk to me anymore. So would you be open to talking to her? Yeah. 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 If she if my phone right rang right now and it was her, I'd walk out of the room and take the call. Yeah. But you'd have I love her. expect you to. I, I, she's my sister. Yeah. You know, we have we have the same genes, we have the same parents. She's my sister. Right. And I would absolutely do anything I could for her within what I feel is safe for my family. Right. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put my family in danger or, or my livelihood in danger to do something that I don't think is, is right for my family. That's fair. That's fair. I mean and she shouldn't ask you to do anything like that, but she we're not always all on the straight and narrow <laughs> right. either. And and that's not to say that I'm perfect by any stretch, but right. I, I had to evaluate what she was asking me to do based on, um, based on what, like I said, what's best for, for my clan. Yeah. That's tough though, happen. man. That's a tough, I don't know, to just not have a relationship with siblings. It yeah, is. Do you have it's any hard. siblings? The rest of us are still wanting to know what she asking to do. It's another one in vague. I know he's throwing this. Stuff. Like, okay, now she met wanna... this guy from. Columbia. I don't, you don't have to tell. No, us. I'll tell you. No, she you know. met this guy from Columbia, and um, in order for him to get a green card and become a, a naturalized citizen, uh, he has to have a sponsor. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all know how that process works, but you're as a as a sponsor, you're like personally responsible for them. Mm. Um, if they get in legal trouble, it's on you. Yeah, you were kind of you need trouble. to know them. You need to know them. And yeah. I'd never met the dude. Yeah. I didn't know anything about him. Mm. And I was like, look, I just don't feel comfortable doing that because I don't know anything about this guy. Right. I, she, right. She's like, well, he's my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, I get that, but I don't know anything about him. So that my answer is no. Yeah. I said, if you want to introduce me to him, let me get him get to know him. I can reconsider, but right now, as things sit, the answer is no. And she's like, "Well, so what is the way back?" I mean, what do you think has to happen there for you guys to rebuild the relationship? Um, the door is open. Yeah. On this end, right? And I know that cell phones work both ways, right? But that was in my next point. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't cut off the communications. Yeah. And, and I've. She has a daughter who's my, my niece comes back to Georgia from uh, Washington State every mm. summer and visits, and we we talk to her and spend time with her yeah. when we get the opportunity. So we're already planning that for this year, but you know all she's got to do is pick up the phone. I got you. If you're watching this, pick up the phone. He'll answer. Aubrey, I'll talk to you. Yeah, and maybe we can work things out. Maybe so. But you have you have more than one sibling. I do. I have two more siblings. 
So it's four of you guys total. Right. Okay. It's four of us. I got I got three yeah. other brothers. Um, I have a, a brother who's three and a half years younger than me. He'll talk to me. Yeah. But he's very opinionated, and right. our opinions don't usually coincide. Yeah. And no, then I've got a younger sister. She's 12 and a half years, or 12 years younger than me, and she was a uh, Bob Ross baby for sure. Okay. Um, happy accident. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, she balanced our family, and she and I are really close mm-hmm. for, for most of her life. Um, but she made some decisions, and I didn't agree with, and you know, we, we extended all ranch and had her living in our house at one point in time. Right. Some things... She had a, had her girlfriend. Her girlfriend invited herself over, uh-uh. and nobody told me that there was some strange female in my house. <laughs> and then when I said something about it, um, the girl broke up with my sister. And I was like, "Well, look, you know, if that's the way she's going to treat you, when I ask you to tell me she's in my house and who she is, then maybe you don't need to be involved with her anyway." So, yeah, yeah, it's a, Ugh, that's a tough. Having deal, siblings eh? can be tough. It can be tough. Uh, but also oh, not having siblings can be tough. It can be. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't imagine. i got three brothers, and we get mad at each other and whatever. Always have. But I can't imagine just not having a relationship with one or more of them. I don't know. Has, has there been a time in your life where you had to repair a major relationship? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah I've lost a sister and a brother. Mm-hmm. And I have another sister that's... We haven't seen each other since we buried our mom. So that was like 14, 15 years ago. Wow. But we've had a couple of conversations, and mm-hmm. we're supposed to be seeing each other soon. But for like the last year, my brother was alive. We didn't talk. You wow. Know, my, my brother was very uh, opinionated yeah. about things, and his way was the way. And I had finally just kind of had enough of it. And there was a situation that... I didn't feel like I needed to ask his permission for, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and he did. So we ended up not talking for like a year, and then I heard he got sick and it was and everything, and I had had Giada, and Giada was just a couple months old, and I went and saw him and patched things up about two or three weeks before he died. Wow. Yeah. It's good that you had that time with him and yeah. were able to patch things up. Uh, yeah. You know, I know that it's hard to – to not have a sibling living where you can communicate with them, it's tough when they're still alive and you can't talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one sister, we, we've we chatted here and there, and we've talked about seeing each other again. So it's it's in the plans. I got another sister I haven't seen but like once in my whole life, and wow. I have no idea where she's at. That's tough. Wow. Yeah. I, I remember seeing her once when I was around 12. She was uh, raised by her dad. Okay. And so, you know, and – I guess they were still around here up until around 92, and then they took off. Wow. And I don't have enough information on her to track her down. So I have not. Hey, maybe she'll see something. If you're out there and you're Chris Pyle's sister. Yeah, and your name's Jessie. That's all I really know about her. Wow. Jessie Carroll. Jessie Carroll. That's about all I know about that. That's tough. It'd be really cool to find that one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I know. We'll bring her on. If you can track her down, you can. Can't have Jerry Springer show anymore. No more Jerry Springer. We would not have been Jerry Springer anyway. I don't know that we could be Dr. Phil, but uh, I mean, it'd be cool. Yeah, I don't do that on a podcast have you have your own conversation (laughs) (laughs) bring it down I know make it super awkward so high (laughs) right I don't don't know you at all I don't know you at all but let's let a bunch of people let's let 
couples and couples of people hear our conversation. Couples and couples, all <laughs> 11 people that are watching. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It would be cool. It, it, it's lousy that you have this sister that you've never had a relationship with, but it would be super cool to establish that at, at any point. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't, I can't imagine that. I've never had that situation in my life where right. I just had a sibling that I didn't know or didn't talk to. But And I grew up, I mean, we were all, the first three of us were pretty close. Yeah. So we And we grew up in a, a mill village over in Selenese, and those mm-hmm. houses, they weren't really big. So, yeah, we, you yeah. know, we were right on top of each other. So we, we really grew up close together, but we've just gone some way separate ways Yeah. as we grew older. Well, I mean, you grow apart some just because. You get married right. at different times, and you have kids, and your maybe your job takes you to a different place, mm-hmm. and you don't live in the same town. Um, maybe you're just super busy, and you don't have time you know, to get together or don't make the time to get together like you should. And that's one thing altogether, but to just, just to not have a relationship at right. all, that's tough. It but, is. I think it's, I don't know, it's easy for me to say because I'm not the one in that situation, but I mean, we got to try, right? Right. Yeah. You have to make an effort when you, when, when you can. I, I think sometimes on the flip side of that though, if your efforts are not going to be received well and it's going to do more damage, then you just have to let it ride. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and wait, just right, wait it out. Right. Look for different opportunities and again, yeah. I love all four of my siblings, or all three of my siblings, and yeah. my parents, so there's the fourth. Yeah. Um, but I really, you know, you just have to do the best we can with what we got. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and you would just hope to never be in that situation, but if you are, then, you know, love, I guess, is the, the answer. Right? It, love as is the answer. As that sounds, that's the, the Love, love the is all truth. we need in yeah. that situation. But it's got, it's got to work both ways. It does. Yeah. Everybody has to be willing to forgive and um and just just try again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's tough. Like we we think about forgiveness, like what forgiveness really is and how hard that is and, and never you know, your situations are, are one thing, but any any time you're thinking about forgiving somebody, mm-hmm. right? That's like you end up saying, I'm okay with how you wronged me, like I've gotten past that and do we ever really get past it? And if we don't really get past it, is that really forgiveness? Because the scar's still there, you know. The what? The scar. Oh yeah, yeah. The evidence. The evidence of that injury is still there, right? Um, but but you have to be able to go. Well, I mean, it's healed now. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. Is that the uh, that's accurate time right there? I always had to stop wow. in the middle of these and be like, hey, Tango, where are we at on time? But uh, We didn't start till what, 7? Yeah, right at 7. So we've been at it 40, 46 minutes now. This is why it's easier when we're together. Yeah. See, I don't have to forgive you now for not telling us uh, how long. I don't know. It's 5 o'clock. There it is. That's the only thing we were missing. We know how long we've been recording now. If you're watching, you know it's been 46 minutes. But... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Forgiveness. That's what we were talking about. That's hard. I don't know. I guess we've all got to forgive somebody at some point, and it doesn't – you can look and say, well, it's harder to forgive your sister for this or your brother for that or, you know, whatever. But everybody's everybody's thing is their thing. Whatever right. they're going through is the hardest thing they've ever gone through. So it's, it's different for everybody, but it's still – it's important nonetheless. I mean, if you're not – if you can't forgive – then you're not 
forgiven. Right. That's what the Bible says. Right? Well, as Christians, I mean, who are you to not forgive somebody? Holy smokes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it's uh, you almost have to keep a uh, a very selfish attitude to not be forgiven of yeah. people. You're very self centered, and 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 you, you don't care about others at all. You, I don't know what the words I'm really trying to find here is, but as a Christian, you have no place not forgiving anybody for anything. Right. Well, I've always said if you can't forgive somebody, if you can't forgive yourself. Somebody that's wronged you, or you know that you've done wrong, and you still beat yourself up about it. That's the same as saying the sacrifice of Christ wasn't good enough. You know, I find it's harder to forgive myself. Yeah, for things sure. that I've done. They're wrong. definitely worse on ourselves. Yeah, well, definitely harder for sure. Yeah, uh, I, I just don't. It's not that I don't think that God for, has forgiven me. I just I struggle to forgive myself right. for things that I've done. But if you know that you're forgiven. By the it should be easier. Sacrifice of Christ again. Yeah, it's it should be easier, but it's the same like saying, well, "I know that you suffered and died the worst death anybody's ever died." Right. But I'm still mad at myself. Like I can't forgive myself. I can't forgive this person who's done me wrong. And I think that's a good way to say it. Who are you to not forgive as a Christian? Yeah, I mean, in, in life gets ugly. But most of the time when you break it down, you know, when you have some, most of the grudges in life are fabricated situations in your head. I would say a majority of your beefs in life are probably things that would completely go away with a nice conversation. Yeah. But we like to build these things up in our head. Yeah. And we're comf- or even with a hard conversation. And and we're, sometimes yeah. you guys sit down and have those. We're more, more comfortable staying in the misery. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it might get us a little bit of attention. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know, we might get a little bit of sympathy from somebody if they hear how so-and-so did us wrong yeah. or, or something like that. When you create these scenarios, to your point, in your head where you're like, I bet they're at home right now thinking about me and this conversation that we had and he probably hates my guts. and They're not. Like, right. They're, they're not. They're not. They don't care. They've moved on. But this past weekend, I had a Giada, and she has this uh, smartwatch, and she had misplaced it. I picked her up from spending the night with a bunch of other girls, and uh, she was just sweating that hard. I didn't want her mom to know. Mm -hmm. She didn't know where this smartwatch was. I was like, you want me to just ask your mom? Because you might have left it in your mom's car since you don't remember seeing it since then. You want me to just Mm -hmm. No, don't message her. Don't message her. I just, I'm going to try to figure it out. Ask right. Miss Kelly where it's at oh, and all no. this. So, yeah, I asked Miss Kelly if, you know, keep your eye out for a watch. Well, I went ahead and messaged Rachel. And I'm all like, is Jada's watch in your car? She's like, yeah. Oh. I'm like, how long should I keep going with her? Oh, no. And she's like, I don't know, but don't be too bad on her. Yeah. So I gave it a little while. And then finally I was like, you want me to just ask your mom? And she's like, no, she's going to be so, ever she's gonna, gonna be so she's mad. She's going to be so mad at me. I'm like, you know why I'm smiling? Because I already know I where your watch there. is. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, I already asked your mom your watch is in her car. Oh. Why would you let me sit here and be worried about it? You chose. You chose to worry. You right. chose to worry. Yeah. I yeah. had the information. You could have got it, too. All you had to say is, hey, Dad, what's Mom say about where's the watch at? Is it right. there or not? Right. But instead, you just was so afraid of facing the possibility that she might be upset about you not keeping up with something that you should be keeping up with. Yeah. So you know she has a good right to be upset. Right. Mm-hmm. But even though you could have been cool for the last hour and a half, not oh, worried about man. it. Like she completely let it 
you know how it was when he was a kid, and you yeah. knew you were going to get in trouble for mm-hmm. something? Your mind thing. stayed there. You're, you could have to go to Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese, and the whole time you're like, man, I'm going to get in trouble when we leave here. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what she was letting it do to her. Oh, and I'm all like, see, you worry about all that. For, yeah. for like an hour and a half, you were so worried if you had just, you know, made it straight on and faced it face first, you'd have got it over with. Yeah. Even have to be then, a buffalo. Even then, then yeah. if you'd have found out, oh, it's not in her car, okay, now it's time to worry. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you know? go back and you start retracing steps. and But she's, she's a smart kid, though, and her mind, you know, I'm sure it goes a million, especially like 10 years old. I don't know what she was trying to orchestrate in her head. I don't know how she was trying to figure it out. Uh, she wasn't going to get anywhere. I mean, she's tan. She can't drive. I got right. to drive. Yeah. So I really don't know what she was going to orchestrate in her head to get this all worked out by herself. Oh, man. You try to teach them, if you'll just come to me first. Yes. Come to just me. Come honest, to me and tell me the truth. Right? Yeah, hey, look, I lost this. I, yeah. At least then I can, you know, because I, I looked it up. I'm like, well, I got a tracker. I can tell you where the watch is at. It looks like it's at your house. Right. And she's like, yeah, but that could be from two or three days ago. I'm like, yeah, it could be. Except that it tells me it's but 15 minutes the, ago. The right. best way for me to find out would be to ask your mom. No, 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 no. no. I'm like, see, I, I, if you're, you want to do everything but the one thing that right. you need to do. Well, the other side of that coin, though, is we're talking about your your daughter or your son or Mike or who's ever your child coming to you and saying, Hey, I messed up. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've done something wrong or, or I lost my smart, not even something wrong, but you know, something like that. It's important for them to come to us and to be honest right. and be open. It's important for us to not lose our minds when they come to us and tell us they lost a, you know, $400. I don't know what a smartwatch even cost, but You're I lost my off. smartwatch or my phone or, whatever mm-hmm. you know but it's so easy for us to see a dollar sign attached to that mm-hmm. and get mad you know so that's that's got to be a two-way street if you want your kid to trust you enough to come to you and tell you that they've messed up you got to be cool not that you would just be like oh yeah that's fine i'm not worried about you know we'll just go get you another one yeah you might as well a little pile yeah. of cash on fire or whatever but I'll, you know <laughs> but yeah just to be to be reasonable about it you know not to let it slide but you know be reasonable I think I, I think I do a pretty good job with that. I feel like I you probably do. I don't. No, to hear, I, lose, <laughs> I lose my mind. Well, I mean, to hear her talk, <laughs> right. I'm like some kind of hard ass. You no, know no, I know yeah, that I lose yeah, my yeah. mind, and I'm, yeah. I'm working on it. It's so hard. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like I stay really cool. But yeah. I'm like, she didn't know me when I was in my 20s. Right. So to me, I'm all like, when I've settled really down. Yeah, yeah, I've settled down a lot, uh, little girl. But to her, I'm still this big, rough and tough, you know, right, like dad yeah, type yeah. guy. And I'm like, I'm a teddy bear, man. You don't yeah. know. You don't know how much I've chilled Especially out. Especially with yeah. the girls, yeah. man. Like, you don't know how much stuff you get away with. Yeah. Like her yeah. mom and even my wife be like, she was rolling her eyes and you know, back talking this, that. I'm like, I have such thick skin. It doesn't register to me yeah, as disrespect. Man, until she does it to somebody else. Like, she can talk to me however, and I'm like, right. oh, whatever. Yeah. That's just how we talk to each other. But if she does it to somebody else, like, hey, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta watch Jen gets it. upset with me because mm-hmm. I will absolutely, like, right, I'll be disrespectful to her. And I've already told him three times that day, hey, look, you need to watch out being disrespectful to your mom. Yeah. But he'll do it one more time. And I jump on it. And <laughs> Jen, you, don't yell at him. Don't be mad at him. Yeah. No, yeah. look, I've told him. We've had this conversation already. You know, he's got to learn how to how to regulate that. Right. Yeah. So, I just... I feel like maybe, kid, it's, maybe it's just a difference between boys and girls. I don't know. You know, boy, dad. A little bit. A little dad. bit. Yeah, the, the boys, you just look at them and you go, hey, ding dong, you know, right. whatever. And the girls, you do that and they cry and it's a different thing. And 
Yeah. But it's still, it's got to be, you got to be reasonable. Yeah. So I try really hard sometimes. It's tough, man. They make it super hard. Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it's like God programmed them to push our buttons. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Arguing with a miniature version of yourself. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like. You're like, man. And she's 100% my kid. Right. Yeah. 100%, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, she's funny, though. I think that's the problem. I don't think maybe I'm doing such a good job there with teaching her how to act in the world because I think a lot of stuff's funny that a lot of other <laughs> don't think is funny. I don't know, man. I, I don't think that's a bad thing. I, know, you know, I, I see the world a little different. You, you gotta yeah. you gotta laugh when you can. Yeah, right. no, I've, I've laughed at my share of funerals. You know, like you just you gotta find your spots, and there's obviously times when it's not appropriate. But at the same time, if you can, if the environment in your house and in your family is humorous, like I gotta feel like that's way less stressful. That's the atmosphere we demand in our house. Yeah, yeah. Our humor house is, is very disarming, and it can really turn anger off yeah. really quickly. Yeah, our house is very chill, mm-hmm. very quiet, and and peaceful. We try to maintain that type of household. Our house, I'm going to be happy at home, and home is going to be a happy place where mm-hmm. I'm not going to be there. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, and my wife, it's very important to her. You mm-hmm. know, it's the same thing for her, too. Home is where we go to get away from the world. That's your right. safe place. Or, you know, yeah. That's my safe spot. Right. You know, I hate that word, too. Right. Yeah. But yeah. My safe place. But it is my safe place. It's where all my guns are. Right. <laughs> so, so now Chris place. is getting us demonetized. Yeah, yeah. No, that's where all my airsoft guns are. Yeah. Right, right. All the guns that I used to have. That I lost all mine. Yeah. And the boat canoe rolled over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We got three rivers here. I had the same kind terrible. of boat. It's a magnetic river. It just sucks all of <laughs> it. Does. Oh no, but it's uh, I don't know. Parenting man is, it's it's tough. But you you decide what works mm-hmm. for you. Obviously, it should be within you know the guidelines of scripture, but. Yeah, as far as what we do in our house every day, it's a little different for everybody. And it's a little different from one child to the other sometimes. So there's some that respond to some things and some that don't. Like I, I, my youngest, I feel like, and he's really little, so it's tough to tell, but I feel like I could just yell at him all day and he'd be like, eh, whatever. All right, can we just have some donuts or whatever? And then my next oldest, like, if you look at him wrong, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, and he knows he's in trouble. So, I don't know. It's just different from kid to kid, I think. And uh, we're just, honestly, all of us are just doing the best we can, right? And you end up faking it a lot of times and you're like, well, I hope that was the right thing to do. I remember being a kid looking at my parents when they were the age I am now. Yeah. And thinking, they got it together. Yeah. Right. They they got a house. Mm-hmm. They got a car and yeah. jobs. Yeah. Man, my parents really got it going on. Yeah. And now I'm their age and I'm like, I don't know nothing. Yeah. I don't have this figured out. I'm doing the best I can every single day. I'm getting up. I'm like, well, let's just do the best we can to get through the day again. Right. Yeah. I'm like, they were doing the same thing. They were. Absolutely. I thought I thought they were so mature and had their stuff together. And yeah. I'm like, nope, they were just as dumb as I am now. Well, that's, yeah, I remember like, yeah, you can think of an age. They were like, tougher. They were they were a lot tougher. It was a different but. world. But, I mean, you think of like the age. Like, I remember my parents were 36. And like you said, man, they had it together. And my dad had this job. My mom did this stuff. And. They were like on it. Well, like yeah, they they weren't either. <laughs> they weren't either. But uh, you know, that's I think that's. I asked my mom a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, how how did we have eggs? She's like, I only had eggs on the weekends. Like, what do you mean? She's like, I'd buy eggs, but I'd only cook eggs for y'all on the weekends. 
I don't remember that. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, even even down to that level, like, you know, how did we have food in the house? Because my dad was in the Air Force for a long time, and then yeah. and he had to build up to to where he is at the at the paper mill when he was actually making enough money for us to live on. Right. And I mean, it's it was rough for a while. Ugh. But I didn't know that then. Yeah. yeah. And now, as as dad, and I'm trying to figure out how to pay all the bills and how to put food on the table first, and then pay all the bills. You know, right. and make sure everything's taken care of. Yeah, it's like like you said. You look at at your parents when they were our age, and you're like, okay, they had it together. But then, did they really? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, my parents really didn't. I mean, my my mom was a nutcase in her own right, but. I had always thought, you know, my mom was this very uh, put together for the most part. You know what I mean? Like she had a good handle on things. Like no, yeah. she didn't. <laughs> she, she she really didn't. She did good as a single mom. Yeah. You right. know? Uh, to say she did the best she could, I don't know. I don't want to be like that guy, but because I, you know, I really think she could have done a better job. I think we all yeah. could do a yeah, better we job. Lots of things we all can. Uh, um, but. <sighs> I just, uh, I, my dad, I respect, I put my dad on his pedestal. Yeah. My dad was like a hero to me when I was a kid. And I'm not going to take away from who my dad was as a human, but I'm all like, he didn't have it figured out at all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he died at 55. I'm 12 years away from that. And I'm all like, so I knew him very well when he was the age I am now. Yeah. He didn't know what yeah, he was doing. No, he, he was doing right. the best he, he could too. That's all we all do. That's what? all any of us yeah, do is the best we can. Right now. Try to make somebody room. smile and, and do the best you can again tomorrow. Yeah, well, that's got to be comforting to us on some level to, to get to this point and understand that the people before us didn't have it together, which tells me the people before them didn't either. You know, but, but we're, Was it a little bit easier from, from our grandparents' generation or parents' generation to us? Maybe a little maybe, bit. yeah. But at the same time, I'll be honest with you, I'm glad we didn't grow up with cell phones. Oh, and, man. And I wish we didn't have them now. I kind of do. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, I would rather, much rather go back to the way the world was when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so much simpler. And you think about our grandparents growing up during the Depression era and stuff like that. Like, yeah, life was really, really hard. It was really hard. But, yeah. man, did it, it seem like – I mean, it's really hard to speak about it because we didn't live back then. But just you think in our today little monkey brain – they just didn't have evil coming at them at so many angles oh, like we do now. Man. Yeah, and you, so it kind of makes you like, I kind of wish that this thing would happen. It would set us all back to the Stone Age, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm yeah. like, then we'd be forced to live off the land again. Right. We'd be forced yeah. into living as a community again. Because until something like that happens, that's never going to return back to our normal lives again. Yeah, yeah. Everybody well, lives in their own personal little bubble with their orders from Amazon. You mm-hmm. should have had more kids. Both of you guys should have had six or seven kids. Oh, like I said, I wanted we, to. We had Bryce Bates on a couple episodes back, and Bryce has got nine or ten kids. He's got six, I think, really. Um, but when you have six kids, everybody doesn't get a cell phone. Right. You don't go out to eat four nights a week. They've got... I don't know how many acres they've got. They got some cows and some chickens, and that's what they do. Is if like we were just talking about, Who? about Bryce Bays. Okay. It was like four or five episodes back. Guy that goes to church with us. Um, that's what they do. That's their entertainment. That's their family time. They they go out. And they work the garden. They work the cows. They collect the eggs. They you know. But that's and they're probably super super close. Yeah. Because they have to work so close yeah, together. Tight knit family. Yeah. But they're not. You know. Even in my family, it's rare that we sit down at the table and eat dinner together. Just because, like, Ayla's at jiu-jitsu right now. A lot of nights, both of us would be there. 
Uh, Jessica's got stuff to do sometimes, and we're we're so busy coming and going now mm-hmm. that it's rare that we all get in the same place at the same time. Um, now my sweet wife will put her phone down and then yell at me for being on mine like that. But uh, but I, I'm a, I'm a junkie. I stay on my phone way too much. I do too. But uh, yeah, but and my wife does too, so we don't say anything right. to the other one. Yeah, there's about no, it. no judgment, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. You send each other memes, sitting next to each other on the couch. I mean, I, pretty I, much, I'll send her TikToks while she's over playing one of those little games yeah, she's playing. Yeah, yeah. I've been yelled at over the top of a cell phone. You're on your cell phone too much. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You have to put yours down to yell at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But we are, though. We are. And we've gotten away from that, because there's a word for it, agrarian lifestyle where you raise your own food. Well, now you got to be rich enough to own the land oh, to do that's it. that's the hang-up, right? That's on the flip I mean. side of that, though, if you don't grow your own food, you can't afford to buy it in the grocery store right now. Yeah. Yeah, we're kind of screwed either way. We're, we're at the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't have enough land to, to have a farm. Yeah. And uh, produce is getting pretty high. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, grow what you can grow in a bucket and then barter it and trade it. Oh, it's, man. It's part of the plan. Yeah. I'm yeah. telling you. My guys. wife is bringing in 100 chickens. A hundred chickens? A hundred. You guys want some chickens? No. Just meat chickens. We're going to raise them for 12 weeks and slaughter them. Put them I mean, the if you do the slaughtering part, yeah. Well, that was part of the deal was that you got to come help on slaughter day. No. It's a hundred chickens. I mean, I'll give you four bucks for a dozen eggs, but I'm not coming over to slaughter chickens. Man, see, this is the problem. You guys are illustrating the problem right now, right? No. Well, the problem no. isn't me. The problem is society. So I can go buy that <laughs> I, chicken I have for like a, I have a legitimate bucks. reason for not coming to see blood and guts of chickens, okay? I've seen enough blood and guts. Okay. I don't want, you know, I, I got a reason. I can get one at Sam's already rotisserie. Yeah, I know. Rotisserie. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Still hot. Still hot. Rotisserie. Eat it in the car yeah. on the yeah. way home. That's the best. Uh, when you yeah, sit there and pull it apart in the car. I'm going to have to go now on the song. All right. All right. So anybody out there that wants to go in on 100 chickens with us? I go in on chickens. some beef, but we're hiring a butcher. It's not one of the Oh, like, yeah. yeah we'll no, you don't have to hire one. Cut the I know, I know cow a butcher. Up. He knows a guy. See, yeah, I know a guy. Yeah. Just I to slaughter a My wife loves it when we go out in public. She's like, we're going to run into somebody. I'm like, Probably. She's like, you know everybody. I don't know everybody, but I know everybody. Everywhere we go, I know somebody. So, but you know a butcher? I do. Oh, you know the like the beef people. Well, I have, I have somebody that I typically buy beef from. Okay. Um, Who are these beef people? I don't know. It's uh, uh, Back Acres Farm up in was, Walker uh, County. That'd be a club. I they they raise like animals. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to hang out with the beef people. Yeah, yeah. You can buy a quarter or a half or a whole. And it's usually it's usually like five or six bucks a pound, um, but that's way better than you can get. Like you get some really top cuts of meat yeah. for yeah. five or six bucks a pound, but then you're also paying five or six bucks a pound for ground. I don't so, care. I don't uh, care at all. But I'm gonna eat it all anyway. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm a huge fan of buying a half or a whole. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't even mind going in with somebody. That's what we did last year, two years ago, mm-hmm. is went in with a cu- two two couples from our small group. No, it was you and the meringues. Yeah. Yeah. So we split it three ways, and it's I mean. Dude, you're going to eat beef, a lot of beef. Yeah. And you're going to love it. Split a cow? You better with that? Yeah, buddy. Okay. Right. And there's some folks around here that do that as well. Yeah. Um, I think maybe Lamboy Beef does it. You, I think you so. You can buy, buy straight direct from them. Yeah. And they'll, I mean, there's a processing fee, so you have to pay a little bit to have it processed. Yeah. But split it up between three families, it's not that bad. Do you get to go like pick the cow out like you do at the lobster tank at Red no. Lobster. <laughs> no. I want that cow. That cow. I want the one with the sweetest name because I know uh, it's going to taste the best. Yeah. yeah. Do you name them though? Like the I know. I could, we don't name if our I name pets, them, I wouldn't so. be able to eat them. Oh, y'all are really missing out. 
A friend of mine, his <laughs> son shows cattle, um, and his his last one was peppermint. Oh my god, I can't. Can you eat peppermint though? After oh yeah, I mean they I, have I they have shows. I like, hey, look peppermint. at my fancy cow. Yeah, and then after the cows won the ribbon, they eat it. Mm-hmm. Is that how that works? I mean, <laughs> he'll show it for an entire season, and then they'll yeah. slaughter it. Yeah, you got to maximize your profit on yeah. this cow. Like, I really think cows are groovy. You know, I'd like to have enough land to have cows. They're very common. A miniature Shetland? You know, like I don't know about, like, cow? a cow the, show. The fluffy cow? That yeah, sounds no, like I'm, a good I'm ways not. to go for a cow. Don't pet the fluffy yeah. cows, though. Don't pet the fluffy ones? No, not the buffaloes. You don't want to pet the buffaloes. Oh, the buffaloes. <laughs> the fluffy <laughs> cows? Yeah, the fluffy yeah, cows. That's what they call them in Montana. Like Yellowstone? Yellowstone. They have signs that says, "Don't please don't pet the fluffy cows." Yeah, they probably mess you up a little bit. Idea. People are doing it though. You keep seeing these videos. Yeah, people going up to cows, cows, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's a park, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's a park. Tame animals. This is a petting zoo. This bear, that is a wild animal. Have you ever watched buffalo. Yogi? He just wants a, a picking yeah, egg. He's good. Cool. He's good. Just yeah. run from the bees or whatever, and he's all right. Bees. Mm-hmm. We got bees not too long ago. Did you get bees? We got That's bees. fantastic. Bees are fun. Let me know when you've got honey. Uh, it's gonna be a while. I'll trade you. Okay. I'll give Be you the fair. the government screen paper for your honey. Y'all are really <laughs> optimizing your piece of land. There, we're huh? trying to, man. We're trying. We don't even have a whole acre, but like we're looking at bringing in some. We had some goats at one point before. We're looking at bringing some goats back in. And I'll try some goat chickens. now. I wouldn't mind. Goat is, try I have heard goat. goat's a great meal. Goat is. It's. I would. It's not like. I don't know. People say their deer is gamey, but it's because they didn't process it right. But it's not unlike deer as far as the meat goes. Mm-hmm. It's not unlike beef either. It's, I don't know. I always thought it was like a good mix between like a deer and a cow. Like the Deer meat totally depends on who is making 100%, the deer meat. Right. Yeah. I've had deer meat that I, I could eat till I got sick, and there's some that I'm like, oh, Well, you just, yeah, they, people don't, they don't treat it right. They don't butcher it right. And then it ends up being gamey, and that's what people complain about. But if you do it right takes care of itself you don't get the gamey flavor squirrel on the other hand i think it's just going to be gamey it is yeah i don't think there's anything you do i mean yeah you can smoke a squirrel for like six days Ooh, i hadn't thought about smoking squirrel we smoked a squirrel or two yeah (laughs) i mean i smoked one with a shotgun one time Mm -hmm. but that didn't put it on the smoker gotta be careful though man you bite it in one of those pellets yeah you break a tooth you're done i've only got one left yeah one tooth okay all right (laughs) one more <laughs> That's not really what I meant. I got you. Of course. Uh, I'm afraid to ask. So anyway, moving right along. What? Uh, where are we at on time, Tango? You took the clock away. I had the eight ten. Eight ten. An hour ten. Okay. Hour ten. You guys got anything funny you want to talk about? We're gonna wrap it up right here. Let's talk about something funny. What you got there, funny man? You're the funny guy. You're I'm the funny guy. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're the clownfish. Here we go. You're working on a stand-up routine, aren't you? I was. Well, how's it going? Well, I don't know. Okay. They canceled the show oh. that I was preparing for. I did have, like, a, uh, I was taking notes, and I was really trying to get ready for a routine, and they still might do something. Who knows? But well, we I don't. get you booked somewhere. Yeah. I think you can do it, man. They had one here in town not too long ago. Yeah. Some, somewhere downtown. One of these joints here on Broad Street. Uh, yeah, downstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. So, oh, like, are you still, I, still a goal it's, for It's you? something I've been uh, interested in in a long time. Yeah, I know you've now. talked about it. I like I like Dad to tell dad jokes. I collect them. 
well, it's like database. You, you can't be like, hey, you're working on a stand-up routine. Okay, be funny. No, no, no. I, yeah, I mean, just, like, it don't work. Well, that's like, like that. telling a clownfish yeah. to be funny. They can't uh, be funny either. You know, say spot. something funny. Yeah, uh, build a house. Yeah, yeah, build a house. But you are. You you're working on the stand-up thing. I was. That was the plan for a little while. I don't know what's going to happen. So, Joey, if you're still listening, let's have this talent show so Chris can do a stand-up routine. It was open mic. Talent open show. Mic yeah, man. Talent, open, I mean, that yeah. just made me feel very unprofessional. I ain't going to a talent show. Open mic. That's right. <laughs> open mic night. Just an going to the community center. Laugh. That's all we going want. to juggle. Just let's make people laugh. Can you juggle? Nah. Might make you it's funny juggle. to watch, though. <laughs> it really depends. I yeah. can juggle two things, but is that juggling? Scooter says it's not juggling because me and Scooter so have to have three lately. Because I, I can do two, but you got to have three. Uh-huh. Three is just throwing one thing in the air, and, right? You it's catch, throwing it up and catching it. Juggling you is three, three minimum. Okay, well then I can't juggle. I can't juggle either. Sometimes I can't even juggle life, so I'm not going to try juggling. Juggle life? Who can juggle life? Just yeah, just give me the golf balls or whatever, and I'll try to do three juggling life. You can do it. No, I can't. I can't do it. No. I can juggle two, but apparently that's not juggling. Apparently not, unless you do it with one rules. hand. If you do yeah, it with if you one do hand, it with one hand, that's juggling. That's juggling. So you got to be able to throw it, catch it, throw it. If you it. gave me a minute, I could probably juggle. I could probably sort that out. You could yeah. have the illusion of juggling, because if you just throw and catch the same ball and you keep the other one palmed. It's like the Will Ferrell in the office when he does the pretend juggling yeah. routine. Yeah. yeah. With yeah. no balls. Yeah. No balls. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I can do that all day. That's yeah, easy. that's what <laughs> Never miss. Same as, like, basketball, air guitar. You know, never yeah, miss I play awesome air guitar and air yeah, drums the and the Jeep yeah, all yeah. day long. People pull up beside me. I'm boxing, you can, you know, shadow boxing. Great at it. I'm the best. I've shatter boxed before. Shatter boxed? Yeah, that's where you're shadow boxing. You punch something you're not supposed to. Oh. Yeah, uh, you break mom's things and she gets mad. Whew. Yeah, I guess so. Punching things. Better than punching people. I mean, it is. But, man, in my 13 years in public school, Mm. Tango, you can attest to this. Not that you ever did it. See a kid walking down the hallway at school with cast on his hand. Every time. Without fail. Punch the wall. What'd you do? Got mad. Got right. Got mad. Punched the wall. Why'd you do that? Well, it was better than punching him or punching her. No, it wasn't. People are softer, actually. Punching them would have hurt your hand way less. People are way more squishy than a brick wall. Oh, man. Yeah. Or like what happened most of the time was, and I don't know how the kid always found the stud. Every time they punch mm. through drywall. Well, have you stud. never spent any time punching walls yourself? No. You always find a stud. I guess so. I've never punched a wall before. That's the yeah. stud finder 101. Is, is get pissed, found the stud. Break your hand. I know somebody else yeah. who broke his hand doing that and punched a wall. But it was a concrete block wall, and Why, you're though? not going to win. No, I feel like if I walked over there, that wall is sheetrock over there, and I got, I felt pretty good about where the studs, where I can find them based on what's hung on the wall. If there. you measure out 16-inch centers, like, you're not really that mad then. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my forethought. Awesome you wanted now to kill the wall. Like, I'm I've been working make up sure to this point. I am getting mad right oh, here. Man. <laughs> well, I've been working up to this point, and we got the funny out of you. Yep. That's what we are going for. This is all a big setup. I don't know if okay. you're doing it or not, but we drug it out. That's a good point, though. You're not that mad if you're so calculated. But I don't know. I just never thought, you know, if I punch that wall, it, it won't be 
the stud. I always just assumed that I'd punch the stud and break my arm. And... I don't think you would do it if you hit this wall, though. No, this is, is not. And people ask me all the time, this is not a Google background. This is that, uh, that fake wallpaper that looks like brick. This is really uh, nice. Cheesy stuff they used to put on the underpinning of the trailers yeah, back in the day. Yeah, that's what that is. This is really nice. This is 1850 brick. It survived the Sherman fire of 1865. Real deal. That one didn't. That's 1890 brick over there. Huh. But, uh, A lot of history in this building. Sure enough, it's burned down three times. But, uh, but here we are, nonetheless. Still standing. Still standing. Home of Burnham Podcast and Rome Reform Church. Mm-hmm. We love it. We're big fans. So, all right, when's your, uh, when's your stand-up thing? Go ahead and give us a date. No? I don't know. Okay. We got to make it happen. We can film a stand-up special. We got who's, who's That's it. Go. Who's going to laugh? That's it. Oh. Who's going to laugh? We got a laugh track. We'll make we'll it laugh track. We can't do a laugh, laugh track. This isn't a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. We'll, we'll give you an earpiece and you'll hear them All the comedians that I respect talk yeah. smack about people that were doing online Using, comedy shows. Yeah. yeah. So, I automatically can't do that. Yeah. All right. We'll get you. We'll get you. We'll just make it happen here. You'll do (laughs) one. I'll put five minutes together and open up for you. I mean, we could do a comedy club in here. We could. That'd be a good fundraiser, wouldn't it? That would raise money. Look, Tango's got wheels turning back there. He's got this thing figured out already. I was just counting chairs. We could have about 15 people come to the show. Oh, no, no. We got a pile of them. We got 40, 50 chairs in here. A pile of chairs for Chris Powell. Yeah, for sure. Piles of smiles. Piles of smiles? Yes. Or smiles of piles. All right. Let's do it. Piles of smiles. You want to put a few minutes together? I mean, I don't think it'd be that great, but it doesn't matter. We'll just open up for. Just Chris. don't let people bring in tomatoes or eggs, you know. Well, if we're awful though before him, they'll that's really, gonna make him yeah. actually be funny. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be funny. Anyway. I'll just reach in the database yeah, yeah. and pull out some of those. But they'll really appreciate jokes. how funny you yeah. are if we go out there and stink it up. I should probably like go do something somewhere else and not cater a show. Hold to my nine, ever doing a show self. I don't really deserve my own show. It's not the point. Yeah. This is the day and age. We don't have to wait for stardom. Yeah, you we just to. create our own opportunities. That's what we're doing right here. It could here. be a content. Okay. If anybody's still watching this. All right, cool. Yeah, let's make it happen. I remember y'all when I get famous. <laughs> I remember him because he's going to be the one doing all the hard work. Yeah, yeah. he's going to be back there pushing the Tango buttons. does all the work. We he just does. get up here and talk. Yak it up. That's for the best. I, I feel pretty cool having my own, or you have your own young Jamie. Yeah. That's pretty cool. At our disposal. I feel like we should ask him to look something up before we... He did earlier, though, didn't you? I, he I did. did. I did the opportunity. Yeah, we were like what? way uh, way out in the weeds at that point in the program. But uh, I feel like now is probably a good time to wrap this up. Yeah. You want to go home? I mean... Tango, you can take your ball. I feel like if we did this more, we'd, we'd get a little better at it, too. I think so. I think so. I think maybe we shouldn't have done this live for the first time. But uh, maybe a little added pressure for being live. A little bit, a little bit. You know what? I've just completely tuned out the TV over there. I just look at you guys. Yeah, I stopped looking at it a long time. The first few minutes was weird, but I quit kind of looking at it. Well, you're in the best seat because you get your front and center. Yeah, they saw this side of my face for an hour and a half. So next time, and this side of his, we have multiple cameras. Yeah, everybody gets there. It's going to get more and more fancy here. Yeah, man, absolutely doing it big time. Coyote Media is coming up. So if you guys are out there and you want to start a podcast, turns out it's super easy when you get somebody else to push the buttons for you. All you got to do is sit down in front of the mic and rock and roll. That's pretty dope. But uh, Coyote Media, hit them up. On, you guys are on the Facebook? Yeah. 
Facebook, Instagram, uh, website is under construction at the moment. <laughs> so, She's trying to when die. You, when you listen to this episode 20 years from now, it won't be under construction anymore. You'll be able to just go there, Coyote Media. Because uh, it'll still be on the web. On the interwebs. Yep. <laughs> Everything. Podcast, Once you put it up, it's there. Ever. For life. Anyway, thank you guys for doing this. I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a good time. Been good. We'll do it again. Yep. And it'll be better next time. Thank you guys for watching. If you're still watching, in fact, we uh we chased some rabbits and got into some weeds. But uh I think overall, not a bad first live episode. But uh thank you guys for watching. God bless you. We love you. See you next time.